It's Terry from No Crumbs Left, and I'm sitting across from my friend Jill Fergus, who I really know as Feed the Swimmers. Hi, Terry. I love that, like, a few days ago, I was like, why don't you get on a plane Wednesday and come from New York and see me, and we'll do a podcast? And you were like, okay. Well, it's so much fun. My husband travels a lot for work, so I had miles I could tap into. So that's exactly and you what just I did. did it. You're, yeah. what, is, what is your astrological sign, by the way? Leo. You're a Leo. You know, I'm a Leo rising. Anyway, oh, I'm not surprised okay. that you're a Leo. I love mm-hmm. Leos. I once mm-hmm. had a luncheon called Love Those Leos, where I only invited Leos. Oh, I have a Leo necklace. On. Okay. Well, yeah. I love Leos, so love those Leos. <laughs> so... Let's talk about, you know, we've been on Friday Favorites, we're talking a little bit about community and, you know, fostering that and how to find friends. Because whether you're six or 96, life is transitioning all the time and we gotta, we've got to meet new people. Mm-hmm. And let's just talk a little bit about that. And how did we meet? We met um, through Instagram. Right. Um, you reached out to me and we attended a workshop together mm-hmm. um, that Rustic Joyful Food hosted. Now, was it that, or did we meet actually at the Feed Feed had an event? Oh, that was the first. That time. was the first time I met you. At, you're yes. right. I met you at that Feed Feed panel. They did it Samsung, maybe. And or... I feel like it was was it 2016. I mean, it was a long time ago. It was a long. It, I had just started on Instagram, and I didn't know what it was, what I was doing, and I had no idea it was going to turn into what it did for me. So, and I love the account. Feed the Swimmers. And, I mean, Mm -hmm. I know that you're about family and love and heart and gathering around the table. How did Feed the Swimmers come to be as a name? Um, It sort of started as a joke. My kids were both – well, my son still swims, but my kids are swimmers. And um, everyone knew I always cooked for them and fed them. And, and, you know, when they're they're little, a 10-year-old can drop, you know, 18 seconds in a swim event – and the joke was always, what did you feed them last night? What did you feed the swimmers? <laughs> and then fast forward, when they started going to travel meets, the coach had me tag along, and I was responsible for organizing the food. So everyone was always saying, what are we feeding the swimmers? And it just kind of stuck. I love that. And I love that you've never changed it. Have you ever thought of changing it to your name? I or... have. And everyone's right. like, no, don't do that. Right. This is how we know you. So I figure I'll, I'll leave it and let it ride. I've thought about that with No Crumbs Left also. It's like I could change it to Terry Turner, but I so feel that I'm No Crumbs Left that when people say, or if I've introduced myself at a market or something, and I'll be like, I'm No Crumbs Left, they'll be like, no, but what's your name? And I'm like, No Crumbs Left, as if I really think that's my name. Yeah. So I you know, I know that I could change mine also. Yeah, and Feed the Swimmers, it also, it's like, you know, euphemistically, you know, just feeding anything that's in motion. You know, people are coming and going, and so it, it's, I think it's a place it's fun. you and I really relate is – Family, home, hearth, cooking, you know, gathering around a meal. Um, you know, I never Yeah, those are the most a... important times, I That's think. It. I never planned to be a food blogger. I just, you know, I always like to say I'm a girl that likes to eat. Uh, but more than eating, what I like doing is yeah, gathering. Eating and cooking, yeah. Gathering with people yeah. that I love and having a beautiful meal. Exactly. So um, talk a little bit about that. I know that cooking is your happy place. Yes, I love being in the kitchen. Um I actually, ha- I, th- I must have been six years old, my brother and I, and my brother's actually a chef also. Um, we, it was my parents' anniversary, and I have a very vivid memory of making them breakfast in bed, which was tuna fish sandwiches, tuna salad sandwiches, and I thought I was so brilliant because I stuck potato chips in the sandwich. Well, that is brilliant, by the way. <laughs> that, my friend, is and, brilliant. Yeah, and my father was, we brought it up to him, and he loved it. He ate it. He thought it was the best thing ever. And my mother like was like, I'm not eating potato chips in my sandwich. 
I remember the first time my the kids made me breakfast in bed. It was like they, it was like five o'clock in the morning. You could hear people downstairs. You know, whatever mm-hmm. they come up, they've made a breakfast. It's like five o'clock in the morning, and they're giving you like a tray of food. And you yeah, know, as a, like a young mother, you frankly you only want to sleep. You're like yes. no gifts. Just yeah, coffee, please. Just coffee, slumber. coffee, coffee. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Those those family memories are great. So. Tell me more about just gathering around the table and oh my god! What do well, you, love about you know, it? first of all, in a, in a very basic, basic way, um, it's really important to have your kids around the table. Yeah, um, and I know everyone's stressed for time. There's only so much bandwidth these days, but any way you can pull off a family meal once a day, whether it's breakfast or dinner, it's so important to communicate and laugh together and share the stresses of the day. Um, you know. Everyone and everything is so full of anxiety these days, especially. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, our fondest memories happen around the table. I mean, always, you know, eating, drinking, laughing. Yeah. And, and even I, way it, back in the day when I would just be cooking for friends, like, you know, share houses at the beach or in college in our apartment and, you know, in our 20s when we'd have, like, you know, dinner parties. It was just always so much fun to just, you know, work all day and then put it out there and share it with everybody. So much fun. I, when I think about the 20s, I think about being on my own, living in the city, mm-hmm. having all kinds of, like, friends. And you just sort of discover these groups of people and cooking together. And I remember at the time I was really into, like, smoked turkey with apricot topping and herbs. <laughs> just, you know, things that you would be into. Or I yeah. remember on my 25th birthday... I, I catered the meal for everybody. I made these mm-hmm. like amazing veal sandwiches, like with a wonderful sauce. Uh-huh. It's 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 interesting. We're talking right now on another Friday favorites that we're going to be doing about food memories and about really food traditions. And it's so interesting to me all mm-hmm. of the sort of traditions and love that we feel around these memories we have. You know, yeah. whether it's Sunday night with your family growing up, you know, watching and someone talked about uh, watching Murder She Wrote and putting a big towel on the bed and you know you bring a picnic. I mean, it's yeah. So moving sort of to think about I have that. vivid memories of everything I ate in my grandmother's kitchen. You know, it's and those things will never be taken away from me. And they were full of love and wonderful memories and everything was delicious and loaded with pepper. She was really into her black pepper. But <laughs> I love that. So when you um, when you think about that, um, family feels being, you know, family meals mm. being a must. Yeah. Um, you know, it's easy to go, okay, I mean, you, sometimes you just go, let's make sure we have tacos on Tuesday. But yeah. I love that you stretch it beyond that, and you're saying, how can we share a meal every day? Yeah, because some, sometimes you just take an extra 15 minutes before everybody goes to school. Right. Um, and sometimes it happened, you know, we ate dinner very late every night because they would get home from swim practice close to 9 o'clock. So we would eat dinner, and then they would do their homework. They were up until all hours. I don't really know how they pulled their schedule off, but when they you did. think about it, I mean, it's Yeah, just... go, looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe how hard they worked. But but sitting down together, you know, even if they sat down and they were kind of quiet and mopey or no, within a few minutes and a few bites of food, all of a sudden everyone starts giggling or sharing a tidbit from the day or comparing notes about something commenting on the food and then the conversation just starts and I can't imagine um yeah I just can't imagine doing it any other way uh yeah it's it's so important for you it's about food is the best social media and I'm not I didn't coin that phrase I I don't remember where I originally saw it but and what do you mean by that it brings people together and starts conversations and it 
it eliminates boundaries and borders and absolutely it's just absolutely my thing know. is i always want to know wherever i am what the person next to me who i don't know who's sitting you know is eating mm-hmm. you know one of the things oh the, i totally have plate envy i'm always looking always around like, what to is see that? what to order yeah. i don't want to say and you're a skinny girl doing all of this so one thing that i love doing was making my kids lunch every day so even mm-hmm. if we couldn't my kids were too tired in the morning you could barely you know get them out the door we definitely had family dinner sort of like monday tuesday wednesday we always went out Thursday, yeah. Friday, had a big pot of something on the stove. Mm-hmm. Um, we made something together on Sundays. But um, in terms of lunch, I loved making their lunch and sending their lunch. So, you know, just like special Packing things. a lunchbox is a fun thing. I, I like that, too. I thought that was a lot of fun. And then they were so excited when they didn't have to have a box lunch anymore. They could eat lunch at school or go out for lunch. Oh, right. I mean, And yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. I, re- I was, yeah, I was I remember fun, when but yeah. <laughs> Patrick went to someone's house, and this mother was not a cook at all. And it was like he had... Uh, Took, uh, it was Campbell's noodle soup for the first time. And he'd said to her, can you please tell my mother what that soup was? And she's laughing, going, you are making your kids homemade soup with big homemade noodles. It is the best day of my life that your son is wanting my soup. So, yeah. So it was a lot of fun. So I know you have a lot of different um, eaters. Yes. And, you know, so tell me about that. Because I know you're either you're flexitarian or you're I'm, vegan. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not vegan. Um I have an ulcer, so mm-hmm. I need to um, really stay on top of nutrition. So I can't go strict vegan at the moment. But I'm mostly vegetarian. I eat some fish. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to eat more fish, but just in reading about microplastics and all, I'm just a little wary of everything right. these days. But anyway, but my uh, and my daughter is pescatarian recently. She did go through a vegan phase. Um, and my son and my husband are total omnivores. They'll eat anything and everything, and they want their meat. Um, so how do you do that? You know, I mean, I know that for myself, my son now is 26 and living across the country, and he's a, he's a strict vegan. You yeah. know, I mean, I've always been a carnivore that is very vegetable forward. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love mm-hmm. vegetables, and I'm a great vegan cook because I understand how to cook a vegetable. And Lucy historically was like, mm-hmm. I'm gluten free, and Lucy mm-hmm. was historical, you know, carbohydrate. So it's like we could not. Now we've come yeah. together in different ways over the years, but we couldn't be more different. And I think people struggle with, you know. Whether you're doing a program, and in my case, it might be Whole30 and yeah. other people aren't, or you eat a certain way. How do you do that? How do you cook and oh, goodness. not we, make We had crazy? a big gluten-free uh, phase there as well. Um, there'll be – I'll start with – like one of my family's favorite things, I make a miso salmon. So I would start with salmon. And, you know, normally people think of a dinner plate as a starch, a vegetable, and a protein – well, I would do salmon, and I would do like three sides of veggies of some kind of thing, or um, the sam, or I'd make a big pot of some kind of vegetable and bean stew, or something that would go for a few days, so that they could pick and choose. Because mm-hmm. also, when kids are younger, if you give them the power to say no to something, yeah, they'll eat everything else. They'll yes. eat everything else. So yeah. if I offer three vegetables and they each choose two. Right. And nothing goes to waste because it just rolls into a leftover well, it's a the next day. for the next day. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. And I love really the idea easy. with your vegetables, too. If you've got a meat eater, you can do some chorizo or you can do, you know, one of those lovely sausages on yeah, the show. Yeah, taco nights were really eat. easy. Any of the yes. nights, like make your – oh, my kids love make your own bowl night. So I would put out quinoa or rice or some kind of a grain – and I'd put out a whole host of things, and everyone can customize their own bowls. And if you make it, especially if you make it colorful, they'll put things in the bowl. They'll, they will swear to me they will never eat. And Absolutely. all of a sudden, there it is in their bowl or yes. stuffed into their pita pocket or, you know, whatever it may be. And the other thing also I discovered when they were little is if they come to the table hungry, they will eat. Yes. 
if they've been snacking on goldfish or whatever snack food all day in the playground, and then they come home and they're really not hungry, they're going to be picky about what's in front of them because they don't need it, you right. know? I've always been, you know, served a kid three good meals a day. And people would come mm. over, their friends, and they would be like, yeah, where is your, where are the soft drinks and the bags of chips? <laughs> it's like, and I'm not saying if my kids went to the store and said, I want to buy these chips that they couldn't have, you know, or, yeah. you know, we would go to the bakery and say, why doesn't everyone pick out what they want? And if we have sugar around, I'm going to eat it. So that's yeah. know, secretly why we didn't. But I didn't grow up drinking soft drinks. No, we, my father did not allow soda in the house, like soda and chewing gum. Those two things were not allowed in the house. And I don't know what his thing was with chewing gum, but it wasn't in the house. So I never had soda in the house. I mean, and I love an ice cold Mexican Coca-Cola, you know, in the tall glass bottles um, as much as anyone. But, yeah, we didn't grow up with soda in the house. So I think it's so, just, you know, there's just different ways of doing things. And yeah, I, and I didn't serve fruit juice. Um, when the kids were little, the doctor said, don't do it. So I just never, it just, ne- th- these things never became habit. Yes. Things, so, you know. The same with us. We, we had tacos on Tuesday, and mm-hmm. that was fun because we would have beef, we would have chicken, we would have all of the different things. Yes. And then, you know, you kind of make your own. And then on Wednesdays, we always did nachos because you could take anything left over from the tacos. Oh, my God. We love – we go th- – in fact, my favorite dinner is nachos. <laughs> we go through tons and tons of nachos. So do you nachos get to pick thing. up – what I used to do is mm-hmm. pick up from the Mexican restaurant – you know, somebody who really makes a great tortilla chip and then sort of build from there, whether it's cheese. I mean, of course, Patrick would never be eating that now. Yeah. And, of course, I do I do a whole Whole30 nacho. You can do a vegan nacho. How yeah. would you do a great vegan nacho? What would be your thought about that? Oh, let's see. Well, beans, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, loaded with black beans. Um, there's a brand of vegan cheese I really like. Should I say, yeah, say it? Uh, Miyoko's Dairy. Yes, she also yeah, makes yeah. an amazing vegan butter. I like her. Her cashew butter. It's like the very best thing oh in the entire God, world. Oh, my God, that butter. It's... You could give up butter just because that cashew butter is. Is amazing. And do you think you can use that cashew butter just like, can you substitute it equally Apparently in you can. I, okay. I, I never, I haven't. Yeah. Um, I like my oils, yeah. you know, but, um, and I do cook with but regular butter, but, um. I mean, we've it's, done it for. It's delicious. For, um, it's my favorite thing. Vegan mashed potatoes with that, and some yeah. almond milk. And it's, I mean, it's delicious. Just, it's fantastic. Um, but she makes a mozzarella that I love that melts really in a really lovely way, especially for nachos. So I would use that, and I would load on vegetables first. Yes. I'd clean out my crisper. I'd pull out stuff from the fridge, and we were also big on we layer our nachos. So you put a layer of chips and a layer of cheese and a layer of chips and a layer of cheese because. You know, when you get to the bottom of the tray, yeah, it's a sad the moment. Low, the, it's, it's a sad moment sad. if yeah. there's no stuff left on the chips. Now, if you overdo it, then everything gets soggy, so you don't want that either. But well, and, and guacamole, you, you avocado guacamole is a must. Um, for the most part. I mean, you're not going to cook cucumbers. I mean, you're probably going to yeah. put that on the end. Yeah. But if um, you're, like, what vegetables might you? Because I, if I was going to do vegetables. Broccoli or broccolini okay. chopped okay. up. Um, yeah. Zucchini, sauteed onions. There isn't a well, vegetable let's I wouldn't just say do. My marinated onions would be absolutely fabulous. Oh I'm, my god, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I just made a batch of nachos and I put um, marinated shallots because I didn't oh, have nice. any red onion in the uh, house. Nice. <clears throat> so I, I like use shallots. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. I guess the way and another thing I love to do is I'll bake sweet potato chips. You know, yeah. just like yes. and I'll put nachos on top of that. Yeah. I love the combination of the sweet potato and the smoky, spicy chipotle flavor. Nice. That is just an addictive combination, and it's actually one of my family's favorite 
dinners. Yeah, I love a Japanese sweet potato. I mean, it's that drier. And actually, those make the better chip, the white ones. Much better chip. Yeah. You know, cut them thin, coconut oil or olive oil, toast them. Yeah. I like to make my smoky red pepper sauce. And also avocado oil roasts really well. I don't like avocado oil. I don't really get it. Tell me about it. It tolerates high heat really, really well. Mm -hmm. Like, technically, if you're doing something at 450, you shouldn't be using olive oil. You're destroying it. Those nice nice Italian people, they've survived all those years. No, believe me. I do too, but it tolerates high heat really well, and it's just jam packed with nutrition. But does how's it taste? I mean, I like. I, I like, find it. Yeah. I find it to be rather neutral in flavor. It's, okay. it's very. It's a thick oil. Yes. It's a heavy oil, so a little goes a long way. Okay. Um, and that's I think also why frequently you find it at the store, the bottles are smaller. Okay. Maybe I okay. don't know. I could be making that up, but um, yeah, I don't find it overpowers anything. I actually find that from coconut oil. Coconut oil definitely is. Now, there are times, like if you're doing Whole30, there are times that it's great because it really adds a punch of flavor. And when you're doing yeah. a dairy-free and when you're doing no sweet, no, no, it's sometimes nice. But yeah. it is big. Yeah. And it's definitely not for everything. I may yeah. I may look at coconut oil. I mean, I may look at avocado yeah, oil. Yeah, try again. avocado oil again. It's, um, yeah, it it's great. One of I the things great. I like about your page is I feel like it's simple. It's a quality driven and i know that yeah. for you and i mm-hmm. we are seasonal eaters very much so my favorite you know I mean, you ne- would never next be to my kitchen asparagus right now until it's in season no, you just it wouldn't. would be, it would be yucky it wouldn't taste good and we know where it's, it's it's not coming it's it's being flown very very far away so if you're eating exactly. unless you're in california where it's possible that they've got some you know, um, what's the word I'm looking Produce for? Produce heaven. Yeah, or, or yeah, the <laughs> greenhouse where they're growing. Yeah, you know. exactly. Like there are tomatoes. Um, I like to shop at the Union Square Farmers Market in New York City, and there's a hydroponic tomato stand, so we can get decent tomatoes. Yes. Throughout most of the year, but I still like. I prefer seasonal. Yeah, I and really I, prefer. Me too. It. I mean, here's my thing. I love zucchini. I'm so excited for it to come. I love to do it when it's in season. And a lot of people, they don't even really know about seasons. But the reality is, not that they don't know about seasons, but seasonal eating. So for us, New York, Chicago, you're Mm -hmm. not going to see it till July. You're really not going to see a zucchini. And it's July, August, September, maybe the beginning of And last summer, it was even later because the weather patterns have changed so much. It was really strange. And I love the saying hello. I love the cooking the heck out of it. I love doing everything from my zucchini pie in the book or zucchini corn cakes in the book, doing any of those. And then when it's done, you say goodbye to the season. Yeah. And you know what? I have to tell you, Smitten Kitchen has a zucchini bread on her blog that is outrageously delicious. And I must have made three dozen. And we're not called it probably not low-fat or... or no, 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 no. I believe everything yeah. in moderation. I know, and I love yeah. that about you. Yeah. If yeah. you want to have a treat... Have the treat and enjoy it. Yes. Don't eat the whole box of treats. Yeah, right. But, you know, yeah. enjoy yourself. I've never understood the one cookie. I mean, I know that it's a concept. Yeah. And I know that no, people do I it. I think three cookies. Okay. You need okay. three. Yeah, you know, one cookie's tough. You, yeah. It's, it's de- but it's not the whole box. Have a few cookies. Have you a know. few. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, um, I'm working on this for 2020. Right now, I'm simply yeah. having no cookies. But yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get to the point that I'm having some. Yeah. And I think the, here's the reality. You know, I'm in my 50s. It's like... Um, Figuring, figuring out your metabolism is changing. It, oh, it changes know? so much after 40. And everyone warned me, and I didn't believe them. Yeah. And I'm telling everybody, be very careful as you get older. It's you what have happens. to pay attention. Yeah. You know, we just went away to California, and we were. I didn't drink anything while I was there. I didn't have any sugar. I really didn't have grains. Mm. We walked 
you know, six miles a day. Yeah. I got home and it's like, I'm going to get on the scale. I'm going to be so proud of myself because everything felt looser. And I was like, I'm the same weight. I was like, well, if every, <laughs> but you probably put on muscle if you were active. Oh, well, so I, I don't know that I put there on is muscle, something, I, yeah. there is something to that. I never quite <laughs> believe in that theory. I always feel No, like, it's very true. Okay, I it's like very go, true. I gained muscle, you know. Muscle, no, what muscle weighs more than fat. And if the more just, muscle you have, the faster your metabolism. I just like so, when the scale goes down. That's all I want. And I, just a pound a week. I don't. Oh, you know. I, I see. I don't look at the number. I go by like my favorite genes. Yes. And oh, I, I think that. that's a much healthier way to be. As a skinny girl, you can do that. But yeah, and I'm not an overweigher, but I think twice a month is good to get on the scale and just go, okay, what do I weigh? Yeah, it's, no, it's because you do, you do need checks and balances. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, if it's twice a month, you know. My grandmother always told us yes, everything tell in me moderation. That. I love that. And Turns out she was right. She was totally right. She was right. She's been right about most things. So I love that. So one one thing I want to ask is, you got a dreamy husband, and when you came to town with him, and I we reached out, and I know he's he's a carnivore. Yeah, totally. And we all know one thing. I do buy um, when I do buy meat. I do get it from the farmer's market. Yes, or a small butcher that's. just Clean, outside of our neighborhood, exactly. Yes. Small farm, yes. responsible husbandry. Yeah. No um, slaughterhouses. Yeah, you know, like right. And to the extent that people can afford that, uh, it's absolutely the way to go. But beyond good husbandry at the yeah. farm, I was okay. talking about okay. good husbandry Husband. okay. in your household. Okay, Joe. <laughs> uh, so your husband and yeah. we went out with Roy, and you know we yeah that was really nice. We had a really nice time. So what is the secret to how long have you been married? Twenty. Uh, how many years have I been married? He always gets upset with me and I don't remember. Um, we got married, uh, we've married 24 years. Yeah, I was like, well, how's your oldest? And, yeah. You know. And I have no judgment, by the way, if the order was different. Yeah, and we got um, engaged after just a few months. So let me ask you, because I, the reality is I don't mm-hmm. see a lot of happy marriages. I'm, I'm so sorry, and I hate to say that. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, whoever's having one, I'm really, really happy for you. But in the world, I don't, I don't see that modeled a lot. And when I see you guys, mm-hmm. you know, you just seem really happy. What is your, what? Give us some tips to a happy marriage or a happy relationship. Well, know. it sounds it sounds kind of trite, but communication. You mm-hmm. need to talk to each other, um, and you also need to ride the waves. Things ebb and flow. You know, you know, and everything takes work. It's not just you know kicking and screaming or or skipping and laughing. You know, it's it's everything wrapped up into one. Right. Um, we were both fortunate. We both came from families that our, our parents were both still together. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just, we, we made this commitment to each other and we just, it just hasn't dawned on us that we have an option, you know? Well, I feel like you guys appreciate each other yeah. and I feel like you get each other. And we're, you know? we're very different. You yes, know, he's right. very, I don't think he has an anxious bone in his body. And as I've gotten older, my anxiety is kind of yes. high. So, um, so there's that really nice balance between us. Um, he keeps me in check if I'm really kind of spinning. Mm-hmm. And if I need like, him. What, what, what will he say that will keep you in, in check? Um, we, we, it's, a, it's a long story. We call each other Boog. Yeah. Um, he'll, just say, he'll just say, Boog, come on. Like yeah. just that, you know. Yeah, and you get it. And I know, like, yeah. you know, looking at his, the way, his posture, the tone in his voice, just, you know, we sort yeah. of you kind of read each other's mind. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, And then you know. Yeah. You know, it's good. You know, Roy yeah. does, definitely does that for me. And it's yeah. important, and we're lucky to have, you know, it's, people. It's balance, you yeah. know. And friends, too. I mean, Lori Bell is someone we do that for each other, yeah. you know, and to have dear friends that are a balance that can give you a reflection when you want to hear it when you don't. Yeah, and we're fortunate. We made a wonderful group of friends when our kids started school. And when we moved into our neighborhood, we've been in the same neighborhood for 20 years. Um, and those friends are an equal part of this whole relationship. 
Yeah, you know, we, you guys we do sh- things as couples. Yeah, and- we but we share friends and we do things together. We do things separately. Um, yeah, I guess it just boils down to communication and respect. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. And you guys maybe respect on? comes before communication. I don't know, but um, but yeah. they're both they're both good. I think one of the things for Roy and I is you know we we've each been divorced so we've each made mistakes mm-hmm. and you know it's just like coming into this relationship is you know or, or not mistakes maybe everything was, well, was I, for the right yeah, reasons yes i get what you mean you but i'm I mean? saying you might look yeah. back and saying i don't i don't mean mistake in marrying the person yeah. absolutely don't i've got these great kids yeah. and truth is you know lucy and patrick's dad is a dear friend of mine but i'm saying in the relationship you may have there may be things that you did that you'd say since i'm starting again i'm not going to make that same mistake yeah um, and you, you know in your bones what feels right and what doesn't. Right. So it's just really like learning from your last relationship. And, you know, but both Roy and I just said, you know, we're going to be the generous side of kind all of the time. My mom always said if there are certain things that you do in a relationship that aren't positive and then it becomes something you do again and again and again. So it's like yeah. don't start a pattern like that. Yeah. You know? And, and also would... being kind yes. and being nice yes. is so much easier right. than being mean or hot-headed or stubborn or yes. or rude. You know, I mean, you you can't be rude to each other, and it is right. very easy in a it, relationship it to be right. rude to each other and right. be short and snappy, and yep. you know, and yeah. like one of the things we always joked about, we're empty nesters now. Both of our kids are in college. We're like, oh, what are we going to talk about if the kids aren't here? Well, you got. <laughs> I guess it worked out, and it's worked out. Yeah, it's been fine. We've had a, we've had a really nice time. You know, he came home for the kids were both at school, and he it was a Tuesday night, and he goes, oh, let's go to a movie. And I felt like we were playing hooky, but actually, no, it's just, you know. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot. We're having That's fun, right. yeah. And I think for Roy and I, it's like we've just made a decision that we're really going to be nice to each other. And I said the other day, I'm so glad that we don't argue. We it's don't, so it, much easier. It's not easier. the pattern of our relationship. It's less stressful. Yeah. It takes less energy yeah. to be nice to somebody, even even strangers in the street. Like, just, you know, everyone take chill pills. Just kind of. <laughs> right. Sort of do the best you yeah. can. So I know you live in New York. I know mm-hmm. New York um, apartments, and even though I know you have a nice one, they're not giant. I mean, no, how do we you... don't. Have, we yeah. don't have a giant yeah. sprawling place. Um, so how do you keep a well-stocked pantry? Um, oh, that's that's a good question. We recently had to redo the kitchen because um, there was a lot of water damage. We live in a very old building from the 1800s, so there were old leaky pipes. And anyway, pulling out what I had shoved into every nook and cranny was shocking. <laughs> it was really just, yeah, you just get creative with how you, you store your space. Um, we were fortunate we have very high ceilings, so the cabinets go up pretty high. So I just organized about how I tuck things away. Um, our pantry is actually a piece of furniture that was probably originally intended to be a wardrobe. We put shelving in it, and I rigged it out to, with pull-out drawers to be a pantry. I use that. And you've got to be... Mindful of your space. I mean, as a blogger, and I know you do too, I'm yeah. getting things. If I'm working with a brand, it's like, oh, I've got a set of pans. I've got, you know, nine bags of flour from this brand. I have all this salt. It's like how to Oh, my God, it. so much yes. salt. I have so much salt in how- the house right now. It's crazy. I only have Redmond salt, which I love, and mm-hmm. it has those beautiful minerals and tastes so delicious. Yeah. But you get a lot of stuff. So I am yeah. always sharing. I mean, yesterday I went to the chiropractor, and there's a lovely woman there who I just love, and she's she works there. She's raising her three nephews, and she's recently vegan. And mm-hmm. I took everything from my pantry that yeah. I was like, let's bring Michelle everything we can. I brought her three bags of groceries of, you know, grains and mm-hmm. tomatoes. and yep. you know, I love to share. Love I to also, share. if I find something great, like if I find some fabulous condiment or whatever. You, you buy like 10 of them. I'll, and you I'll buy a lot, friends. and then I, yes. yeah, and I'll yeah. share. And yeah. um, I also, just in terms of equipment, because I also, even before blogging, love to collect things for the kitchen. 
my kids don't have to when they are ready to move out and move on their kitchens are going to be stocked right and no one's going to need to <laughs> I mean for me you know my kids recently each got their own place and mm-hmm. I am constantly like sending them out you know we 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 loaded up a truck of things that I have saved so like I've been collecting china for my kids. I mean, mm-hmm. my dad died. Glasses. From I love the house. a good. Ta- I love a good tag sale. I yeah. have to tell you. Oh, you do. Okay. I, I love a good tag sale. I, I'm, yep. I'm so happy that I don't, <laughs> because I, I couldn't find one more way to get it. But you know, it's like Dutch ovens. I'm a gal that has Dutch ovens. I right? have. I have and, a know, lot of them too. But I, I you know, but I, but at the holidays, how many do you have going at once? Oh, well, Thanksgiving. Even... I easily have can have three going at once. Oh, you know, 100%. so. And now I've, you know, I've got more than one place that I hang my... And there isn't anything probably more useful in the kitchen than a Dutch oven. A Dutch oven. oven. What are some of your very favorite kitchen tools? I mean, if you're just going to go to the bare essentials, you know, for me, it's my oven, a garlic press, and a knife. Okay, garlic press, no. I can't eat garlic because it upsets my stomach. So I'm not a garlic person. Much to my family chagrin because my husband and my daughter love everything garlicky. Um, So it's kind of garlic on the side, which doesn't necessarily work. The garlic confit is... That's perfect for you. That's the because saving grace because yeah. I can put yeah, – yeah. everyone you can gets garlic pull yours out way. and they can add garlic comfy in the end. Recipes exactly. on my blog and lots of people yeah. do it. I didn't yeah. invent it. Yeah. Let's just say <laughs> people have been doing it for hundreds of years. Yeah. Let's see. Kitchen essentials. I love my stove. I've had my stove for a long time. What do you have? I have um, a 30-inch wolf. You do? It's okay. a four-burner. Okay. Viking and, girl. Many, many years. And I'm just not giving yeah. – it's just – You love it. It predates. Yeah. And there's no nothing electronic on it. There's no timer. Don't you love that? I yeah. love it. Yeah. This It's just a workhorse. And in all the construction we recently did, um, it must have been moved by the door because it got bent. Oh, yeah. And and I was like, oh no! Like, what am I going to do? I called them, and within forty five minutes, someone showed up and fixed the door for a very reasonable price. That it was repaired amazing. and done. So, I am never parting with yeah. that with that yeah. one. It's um, wonderful to have yeah. things like that. You, you know, I've had my Viking for, you know, t- twenty two years. I yeah. mean, I, I absolutely I love it. Yeah, and it was a it was a splurge. I'm very happy. It's one of the few splurges I've never regretted. You know what? I remember Mort Goldschall, who I worked for, used to say, when you buy quality, you only cry once. You only cry when you pay for it. You don't cry (laughs) when you replace it a year later. I mean, so I think... Always, like when someone says, oh, well, what's the you know most inexpensive knife I can get? My thing is, like, buy things on sale. Don't look for the cheapest. Exactly. Yeah. Go, I'm going to get as willing because I really love them. Yeah. Don't get the international line. Get the USA line. And, you know, around always, like, around December 10th, you can really find them at a very good price. Yeah. You know, so really yeah, you look need, for yeah, those. Yeah, you need a great, or you, yeah, I would say great knife, great and knife. it has to be sharp. Yes. And do you take, go to a sharpener? Um, I do. I live. I love this. Of course I, you do. We're well, I live lives. very close to this lovely um, Japanese knife mm-hmm. shop. Yeah. And they sharpen. So I mean, that's what I, we have a lot of knives in the kitchen. And I, and I, but I'm bad. I, oh, see, I don't go every month. I want to say I go once or twice a year. Definitely the month before Thanksgiving. You always have I to go the month before Thanksgiving. everything and get everything sharpened. I, and I, I love my cast iron pans. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. love my cast iron pans. And I like the old one that I've seasoned over the years. Yep. And I love the ones by like Stobe or Le Creuset yes. that are enamel coated. So right. those are nice they don't too. Need, because the sear that you get from those things is very special. Is incredible. But I want to say, have you had a made made in carbon steel, blue carbon steel? Because I have to say, we once have you those use at it, my mom's house. My brother brought them home for once us. Once you use it, and you got to season it. Yes, it which very I immediately so. did and didn't season. No soap ever, ever, yes, ever yeah. on. And that. I've already soaped it, so yeah. I, you know. But they yeah. said it's okay. I haven't ruined it. Um, it Terry, read the directions. Um, but I have to say, when you do, when you get that sear with the lightweight, 
Oh, uh, yeah, because you, you heavy, might not use your cast iron again. It is it is life changing. I cannot I, I cannot lift the cast iron with one hand you anymore can't. when it's full. This it's is, a, I mean, disa- I traveled to California with it last week. We mm-hmm. brought it, and Roy and I cooked with it there. So. Well, this has been so much fun having you here. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. I love it. And this was, was this easier than you thought it would be? Uh, totally easy. It's it's like, you know, there's nothing better than traveling without any luggage. I love you it. Know, and, you just... and of course, I, I brought you, gave you an everything bowl to take back. <laughs> Thank which you. I think you'll enjoy. Thank you. I don't know if you saw it. It's a beautiful Malachite color. I'll, I'll, it is, I, I, I'll, I have the box here. I didn't open it yet. It's exquisite. And I know you love beautiful pottery. So I do. So I have quite the uh, collection of props I'm at this sure. point. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So, so um, but hopefully it's just an everyday one that you'll use for you and Joe for dinner. I will. I lose your, I have your little onion bowl that you gave me. Oh, I love that. And I, it's out. It's, yeah, do you have the onion or do you have the Fred or the patty? Does it have the spout? You know what? I have the Fred. You have the Fred. I have the Fred. Yeah. Um, I have a shelf over my sink and counter. There's I like this that. shelf under the cabinets and it sits there. Okay, good. At some point I want to get you a marinated onion bowl. I named the, <laughs> the bowls after I have in the line. There's one after my mother and one, one after my father, which yeah, I love. I remember that. So I get to yeah. just say their names all the time, like at the patty bowl, get the Fred bowl. It's really you know? nice. Yeah. We, my dad passed away recently. Oh, and I'm so sorry. It, it's, yeah, and every, so it's it's really nice to do things like that. It's, it's really important. You have important. to bring them forward in their lives, all in our lives all of the time, forever. Yeah. And my mom's gone 20 years, but we talk about her every single day. Yeah. We bring her with wherever we go. Exactly. She, you know, she is yeah, gone. He'll, he's forgotten. never, yeah, he's yeah. never, yeah. he's not gone because he's, you he's know, there. he's yeah. right here. Forever. Yeah. So... Um, so I know people find you over at Feed the Swimmers. Yes, and, I'm at Feed the Swimmers know, on and, Instagram. The right. blog exists at feedtheswimmers.com. Thanks so much for being here, Jill. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And everybody, if, you, if you're if you not, I'm delighted that we've got five-star reviews and so many reviews for the podcast. So um, I would be delighted if you would consider subscribing. Uh, definitely come find me over at No Crumbs Left on Instagram, Facebook, or the blog. Have a great day. And as we like to say, let's go.